Fullness of Life, discussing topics important to your life of faith and ways to grow in a life of grace. Join us each month as we inspire listeners to a deeper relationship with the Lord to live His fullness of life. Now, here's your host, Letty Medina. Welcome, everyone. This is Letty Medina and Deacon Tom. Deacon Tom. And we are here uh, with this uh, once a month live show. And it's kind of a show within a show because we kind of call this 30-minute show More Than Conquerors because in Christ we know that we can conquer the things that come against us because he is with us, right? And so this month what we're going to talk about regarding kind of the spiritual warfare, the darkness that comes against the people of God, is we're going to talk about alternative forms of healing. And so Deacon Tom has done some really interesting digging into some various types of alternative healing methods so that we can educate people about things that can open doors to to the darkness that we don't want to open. Right, Deacon Tom? Absolutely. And so, Letty, you know, people out there uh, all over the world, uh, they're hurting, you know, especially, you know, throughout uh, COVID and, and just normal everyday life. People encounter different things that really are are heart wrenching, and so they go out and they seek all different types of these alternative forms of healing that have all different promises attached with them. And unfortunately, it never works out well in the end. No, they they seek healing, and more than anything, what they receive is a broken promise and and more problems that arise within their own lives. And so one of those that I just kind of want to bring up is is the understanding of botanicas. We see them all over, especially throughout the Chicago. Um, and they sell all different types of religious merchandise. And you, you'll walk in and you'll see statues of the Blessed Mother. You'll see rosaries hanging. You'll see all different types of pictures of saints. But you'll also see a lot of other things that are certainly not part of our Catholic faith whatsoever. And it's all blended and mixed in, which makes it very confusing for people. Yeah. Because they immediately start to identify what they know to be Catholic. And then there's all of these other things that they can purchase and pick up, such as that are related to Santeria, to uh, Haitian voodoo, to curanderos, which are which are folk killers, which are very popular in certainly in in Latino and, and Mexican culture. Yeah. Um, so they sell herbs and, and plant-based products and all these different things, and oftentimes those things are used for different religious ceremonies, and they they speak to kind of this widespread phenomenon of this this spirituality and this holistic wellness um, that's very popular and, and increasing in popularity within our modern culture. And so, but unfortunately, like I said, um, they really don't fulfill what our Lord desires, which is which is true and genuine healing. And I just want to read just kind of a snippet of a uh, an article that comes from the Los Angeles Times. And it says, the title of the actual article says, a botanica is ready to help when evil spirits come calling. Okay. That was the actual national publication that was written. And, and here's just a snippet from this. And this is an actual uh, woman who... Um, was interviewed as a result of her experience and with botanicas and says Limon buys a tiny bottle of oil with go away evil emblazoned on the label to sprinkle on her neighbor's doorstep she picks up a green and yellow money drawing candle emblazoned with a dollar sign and a prayer on the back for her financial problems she buys a bottle of run devil run bath oil for her son to keep gang members away 
she said, doctors just want to give you pills, but sometimes that isn't enough. Sometimes you need things for the spirits. Yeah. And so you see, obviously, within this small context of this article, people who genuinely are desire good things for themselves, for their families, and, and, and others as well. But unfortunately, they're not turning to the true source. They're not turning to the one who can heal. They're not turning to the one who drives out evil spirits. Amen. And they're seeking alternatives that are only drawing those things in. One of the other most popular things that you'll see out there is the burning of sage. Yes. It's very, very common. And I can't tell you how many house blessings that I've been a participant in where people who were trying to ward off evil spirits by burning sage within their house only magnetized the evil spirits and drew them into their house and, and compounded all of the issues that were occurring from the very start. And of course, after a Catholic blessing of the home, all of the problems just instantly seemed to vanish. <laughs> and so it is truly the power of Jesus Christ that, that provides the relief and the healing that people desperately seek. Yeah. And I think, you know, I want to just emphasize what you're saying because, you know, Deacon Tom and I both work in healing ministry and we hear and meet a lot of people who have opened these kind of doors. They, in their, their desire for healing, they go looking for help. They go to a local botanica, um, very commonly found in Hispanic neighborhoods. And um, they literally are just trying to get health and healing and freedom from some of the darkness they're experiencing in their lives and and it gets worse and and it's a very difficult thing once they start feeling even more darkness and they're very confused and then usually that's why they end up in our in our you know in our offices and trying to get help from the church finally because they realize this doesn't work it never works hmm. it will never work <laughs> don't go to these places do not open these doors that's why we're trying to educate people so that they stay away from some of these dangerous practices that on the front they look pretty appealing right oh you do this it'll you know help you in this in love and money and whatever uh, but it does not work brothers and sisters it is a trap and so one of the other things that's growing in popularity as well is is the understanding of chakras so there are many, many people that I educate in regards to the dangers of understanding and believing in this, you know, modern day spirituality, which a lot of is fostered through yoga. So yoga is certainly um, popular in many, many ways. And it's um, and it's practiced, obviously, sometimes obviously for the spirituality, sometimes it's just for the physical stretching. And there are certainly unproven medical and health benefits. However, it is in and of itself directly tied to the Hindu religion. And there's no separating the two out. The stretches and the poses and those things are directly linked to that religious practice. And that's part of why they practice that in order to increase that. And so, you know, part of that understanding and that belief system is the understanding that your chakras have to be in balance. And so as long as your chakras, which have you know, this internal energy, this life force, which is called prana, as long as those things are kind of maintained in balance, then you live a very healthy whole life and that your, your whole body feels better and all those things. And so those seven, you know, what they call chakras that are, 
start from the very top of the head and they go to kind of the base of the spine, um, they always correspond to a number and a name or a color. There's usually some type of crystal that's also attached and there's always a yoga pose. So all of those things kind of come as a package and the practice of some of these elements are in order to keep yourself in alignment. And there's all different types of people who, who promise to balance these stored energies which are attached to your emotions, your feelings and all those things. And so when your life gets out of order, it's not because of your relationship with, with Jesus or with faith or with God, it's because your internal balance right is off right and that's the explanation that they provide and unfortunately once again it opens themselves up to a myriad of things because it's not seeking god it's a it's a and it's abandonment of the first commandment which god alone right is to be worshiped yeah and i think you know again um very famous celebrities like oprah Deepak Chopra, they have promoted this far and wide. And so people have bought it hook, line, and sinker that this is going to help them to attain the, the health that they're so seeking, the, 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 the yoga and the, all this stuff. And, and, it, and it doesn't. Brothers and sisters, we're here to tell you again that we've met plenty of people who come seeking real healing from Jesus Christ because they've gone through this pathway of trying to have their chakras balanced and it ends up causing a lot of darkness and suffering in their lives because it is not of God. And we have to really, really understand there's a spiritual realm. It, all It's part of the life we live. We are not, we are body and spirit. So the spiritual realm is present and we have to understand there's darkness coming against us and there's the light of Christ, right? All that is holy comes from our dear Lord. And we need to turn to him for all healing. We don't go anywhere else. It's very, very important. And so where the, the waters actually get even murkier is when we start talking about Reiki. And, and to be completely transparent, Reiki is something that has, in many parts of the country and in the world, has even infiltrated the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. It was very, very popular and became, you know, relatively widespread, actually, within various Catholic circles as a means of being able to um, promote healing, right? Priests, nuns, all different types of people were actually trained as Reiki masters yep. and were disseminating and, and practicing it on the faithful. And unfortunately, if you actually look and do the research yourself in terms of what Reiki is all about, it comes from two Japanese words. Rei, which is God's wisdom or some type of higher power, and Ki, which is believed to be some type of life force energy. And what you'll find in all of these different things, whether it be aura balancing, whether it be chakras, whether it be Reiki, they're all part of this larger New Age movement. And they're all about some type of life force, some type of energy, some type of frequency, all of those things, they repackage it in all different types of ways, and you'll see that they all intersect as well. Yeah. So if you're practicing Reiki, you'll also learn about chakras. And if you learn about chakras, then you'll also learn about auras. And they all seem to kind of blend into this melting pot, right? And it's all the same convoluted lie. Yeah. And so Reiki, 
for the most part, was, was promoted in, in Japan, and it came from Buddhist monks. Yeah. And their understanding was that every living being or every creature has this type of life force. And there's a life force that's permeated throughout all of creation, and that in order to maintain health, that you have to align yourself into this life force. And they do that through two ways. One is called attunement, and the other one is called ignition. Okay, so the attunement is a process by which a student goes to a Reiki master and they open themselves to this life force of Reiki. And so therefore, then the student is allowed to tap into this universal energy. The other one is when you actually open yourself directly into this spiritual dimension, which is called third heaven, right? And so you're opening yourself up to this alternative divine dimension, right? And you're exposing yourself not to heavenly things by any means, by no means, because God is not at the center and certainly not Jesus Christ. And so people open themselves up to all these different things, which invites, right? It's an open invitation for these things to come in because the belief in Reiki is that the more that you surrender yourself to the energy, to this life force, the better and the stronger that this life force becomes. So it's an invitation, it's a lure. So the more that you surrender, right, the more that you you succumb, right, to this, then you receive, right, this added element or this gift. Well, what a perfect guise by the demonic and the enemy. Yeah. Right? To lure people at the doorstep and say, if you only surrender yourself more, right, and surrender yourself more, then you'll grow in this power, yeah. right? If you surrender yourself to me, yeah. right? I will give you the power to be able to heal. I will give you the power to be able to change your life, right? It's one of the original lies. Yep. And it stems right from the Garden of Eden when the serpent came and said to Eve, look, you don't have to rely on God at all. It's all within you, right? right? The wisdom and the knowledge of God, right? It's all within you. All you have to do is eat from the apple and you will become your own God. Right. It's an extraordinary lie that continues to circulate over and over and again throughout all of these different alternative healings. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think, again, I want to remind the listeners that we're, we're emphasizing uh, these these um, topics, right? Because we're trying to educate people because there's a lot of beautiful, faithful people who naively go seeking this healing because maybe a family member said, hey, this... This is something that I'm going to try when you go with me. And, and if you don't have this knowledge uh, in front of you, you may think it sounds really appealing. Like, well, I don't hear anything wrong with this. Like, it's going to help me to be stronger and healthier and, you know, all this stuff. It seems very benign. It seems benign. And we're not criticizing anybody who's done this, okay? We're trying to help you to come to understand why this is something you shouldn't continue or you should never do if you haven't done it yet. And if you have done it, we're going to try to help you to know how to get the help you need if you're having problems because you open some of these doors, right? And the appeal, it all makes sense on the surface. 
there's no judgment. It, it, there's a universal appear, appeal, and it's becoming more and more popular because of the fact that this healing energy, right, it belongs to everyone, right? And part of it is the fact that it's very inclusive of all people, right? Because energy has no judgment. There's no rules. There's no commandments. There's nothing yeah. that, that restricts people or, or leads them in terms of a moral code right. of any sort. And so, therefore, people look at it and they say, well, there seems to be a, a healing element a wholesomeness to it. It's 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 promoting life and vitality in a sense. It's natural. It's natural, right? right? Who doesn't yeah. who doesn't want to connect with, you know, the the natural and the beauty of nature and all of these different things. Yeah. But unfortunately it leaves out the element of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very important part of it, right? Um and so they again you emphasized this earlier. These concepts go directly against the first commandment, right? You shall have no other gods before me. You know, I am the Lord your God. And we have to be really aware that these things are based in other religious beliefs, even if they aren't promoted as such. They are rooted in other types of worship, and it is not of God. So, And all of these things, they promote an inner self, an awakening, an inner conscience. And so, therefore, God is not something that to be sought. It's simply the God within. Yes. Right? That that false God of self, which is not what we believe as Christians. We believe that God truly does exist, that he wants a relationship with us. But we ourselves are never God, nor will we ever aspire or be able to uh, become divine in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And so... That's actually one of the other things that we're going to now kind of turn to is how how do some of these ideas that have kind of worked into the fabric of our culture, how does this also affect or impact our life of prayer? Because we see some of these tentacles spreading out into our Catholic faith and even infiltrating how we think about prayer and how we understand prayer. And so many people have, have come and spoken to me in regards to the process of what does it really mean to meditate, right? It's mm-hmm. a very common word that's thrown around in a lot of different cycle, circles in terms of meditation. Well, there is a Catholic understanding of what meditation is, and there's also alternative means of meditation. And so the church has come out and spoken against some of the practices, even some of the most common practices that are packaged as Catholic. And one of the most common ones is centering prayer. It's also known as listening prayer or breath prayer. And this was actually promoted by several Catholic priests who tried to blend Catholic meditation with Buddhist principles. Yeah, And that's where it comes from. That's not necessarily explained, but certainly if you realize what it's actually promoting, that's undeniably where it comes from. And so they took, you know, their love of these Eastern mystic religions and and our Catholic faith and blended them. And so what they're promoting is the fact of something very simple in the sense of taking just a few minutes and really kind of quieting your mind, right? And then 
taking a Catholic word and using it as a mantra, mm-hmm. right? They don't use the word mantra, but they're asking you to repeat that Catholic word over and over and over again, right? Repeatedly, so that basically your whole mind becomes a blank slate. Yeah. And so that you simply just become in tune with God. Okay. There's no thought, and that any thought is a distraction in your relationship with God. And so if you look at what that, what that does, it opens your mind and your soul to anything. Yeah. We believe that Catholic meditation should be focused on the life of Christ. Right. There should be something there when we meditate. There should be an image. That's why the rosary is so powerful is it because it provides us those moments of Christ's life and the mysteries. Yeah. Right. And it's a perfect example of how we ought to meditate. And that's why Mary herself provided us, right, that powerful tool in order for us to grow closer to yeah. her son. That's beautiful. And again, it's, it's, um, it's not hard to see why so many people have kind of fallen victim to these different kinds of new age practices, right? Especially when uh, nuns or priests or trusted leaders uh, are promoting them, right? And we're here just to, again, clarify that we have to be more educated about the risks of these new age practices, what their roots are based in, and how it opens us up to things that are not of God. And that's why we have to stay away from them. And if we've opened the doors already, brothers and sisters, don't panic. I always want to remind you, God is so loving, so kind, so merciful, and he's always waiting to draw us back to himself. And and that's why we have confession. And that's why we have beautiful spiritual directors that we can trust. And um, we run back and say, oh, I opened a door. I accidentally, you know, went to a Reiki center and I, I was prayed over and they adjusted my chakras and I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know that that was against church teaching for us to do that. And you confess it and the Lord's going to bring healing into your life. It's not that hard to run back to the Lord, right? For sure. And and Jesus always prevented, promoted two things, repentance and the forgiveness of sins. Amen. You, you'll hear that in, in today's, you know, in Sunday's gospel, repentance and the forgiveness of sins. That is what all Christians are called to preach, those two things. And that's precisely because of the fact that there are so many alternative voices and other things that are that occur and infiltrate, you know, our, our lives and our lives of faith. And it does become very murky, especially when there's a lack of education, a lack of, lack of catechesis that occurs at, at, throughout our, our parishes and, and throughout, you know, our, our, our Catholic Church. Yeah. And, and so that's, again, why we try to have this monthly show to just pick different topics that we want our listeners to be aware of so that they are more prepared to help other family members or, or help themselves to avoid these, these traps. Why don't we talk a little bit about acupuncture? Because it is something that um, people often do turn to, again, in today's world um, as an alternative form of healing. And we've got about seven minutes left before we mm-hmm. end this show. What, are, what, have you, what can you share about acupuncture? Sure. So 
this was actually one of the kind of the more interesting alternative forms of healing. So there is scientific research out there that there are genuine medical benefits from acupuncture. Okay. Okay. So there are many research studies that have shown and have proven that there are effects, especially with low levels of pain, particularly mm -hmm. in the lower back, sometimes mm -hmm. with um, arthritis or different different joints, those kind of things. Okay. So um, I'm not denying at all the effectiveness of that. Acupuncture does, however, come from an ancient Chinese medicine, right? The practitioners believed in yin and yang and, and that there was a life force involved in all of those things and that through the practice of acupuncture that one became balanced, right? And, and very similar kind of to sh the chakra understanding or teachings. However, here's what I would say is that there are certainly medical benefits from that. And many um, out there who are professed Christians believe that it was more than likely that the actual practice of acupuncture was demonstrated and proven to actually have medical benefits and that ancient Chinese associated or basically put into place some of those ancient traditions into the acupuncture itself. Right. So they blended the spiritual aspect Correct. on top of the medical Absolutely. benefit. They okay. saw the medical benefits from it and they attached the fact that the benefits were coming as a result of kind of the more spiritual or religious aspects because that was part of their culture. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it is also though important that the therapy obviously has to be performed by somebody. Right. You oftentimes don't do this to yourself. Yes. And so when you receive therapies such as acupuncture, you do obviously have a, a relationship, right, that forms. You are a patient, right, and there is a quote-unquote doctor or medical physician, right, that is performing that, and that's where you need to be careful. Yeah. Some of these, you know, people who practice acupuncture have no spiritual intention of any sort, right? They see the medical benefits from it, and there's no spiritual endangerment on the individual. However, there are people who obviously practice that who are very much involved in the occult, right? They're very much in tune with with some of these life forces and things. And so I would caution anybody who seeks out these types of treatment to really know who they're going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line. You never want to be able to be involved in anything that is... I would say even moderately controversial in any way, shape, or form, unless you really trust the person that you're working with. And yeah. I would say that that's true of any medical professional. That would be the same as going to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, anybody that you're going to open up to, right, right? Um, in any way. Just make sure more than anything that they're trustworthy. And I would say more than likely that they have a faith and hopefully a Christian faith. Exactly. No, and I think that's a really good way to put it is um, just to be 
more aware of the choices you're making, who you're entrusting yourself to, and make sure they're people that you can trust. Are they solid, faithful, good people that are going to take really good care of you, you know, if they're going to practice any kind of medicine or um, kind of acupuncture um, to help improve your health. Um, So that brings us very close to the end. You know, I, I think, again, just to emphasize a few points that, you know, we understand why people go seeking healing methods, right? I think many of us suffer from a variety of ailments and and struggles Um, but remember who is the divine physician it is Jesus Christ and he um, we have to be very very prudent and aware that there are a lot of traps out there set by the enemy to try and draw us into different paths to seek healing right because people are desperate to be free of pain or darkness Um, Don't fall into those traps, brothers and sisters. Do your research, learn about your Catholic faith, and come to understand that we are are very much in good hands with our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. And just for the listeners out there, I'd just like to just speak um, just this prayer. Uh, just in hopes that it brings healing into into your own life. And so we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just thank you for your love and mercy, for your, um, your sacrifice on the cross, Lord, that brings healing to us all. Lord, we pray that you continue just to uh, offer, Lord, your true self to those uh, who are in need, and to bring blessings and tidings uh, to their daily lives. Pray that you continue to shower out upon them just your divine love in order to receive the blessings and the healing within their souls. Amen. Amen.